and I I know this is going to be even more unpopular, but I get people like the seasoned curly fries, but I like Arby's crinkle cut better. Blasphemy. Like, yeah, they, yeah, you're just wrong. I'm sorry. No, That's here's wrong. The, here's the thing. I'd like the seasoned fries just <laughs> fine, but the curly, the way they're made, you're just getting less fry per volume. Oh, so it's a math problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the taste is fine. I like the taste mm. well enough. Like I don't have any problem with that. But if I'm going to order all of the starch, I want all of the starch. Now you're like objectively right, but I still disagree with you. <laughs> Based on your based on your metrics. (laughs) See, we need to start. We need to start a podcast that is just like fast food and food discourse, and call it "Hot and Ready Takes." Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure Little Caesars will hate us. What was that? We don't have time to do another podcast. (laughs) Not with that attitude. Uh, Also, by the way, derail chance recording. We can go whenever. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. I'm recording. Nice. I'm recording. I'm recording. I, I'm me, recording. Me too. There I'm recording. <laughs> I keep talking I'm, over people. <laughs> I'm recording now. I am in I'm fact. Recording. Recording. I'm recording. I am recording. I'm recording. I am still recording. <laughs> I'm recording. I'm recording. I'm recording. <laughs> that's no all place staying like in. Recording. If I know Cliff, that's all staying in. It's going to be five minutes of us talking about impossible whoppers. And then I'm recording. I'm recording. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely leaving in the part, whatever Chelsea had recorded before that. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Cape Chronicles retrospective. Uh, It always is a mess, but I usually just edit that out. Hi, I'm your GM, Cliff. And And we're all laughing because we would be crying otherwise. Yeah. Hey, how are you guys feeling? I have to do something to hide my feelings. (laughs) Hey, Fiona, are you okay? Okay, so our listeners might not know, this is recorded like 10 minutes after we recorded the other episode, uh-huh. yeah. and I am still planning to drive down to Columbus and kick Cliff's ass. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what your address is now, Cliff, because you moved, but I'm going to figure it out. You got to tell There's us somebody your address out- so we could dox you again. There's somebody out there who already has doxed me. I'm sure you'll be able to find it easily. <laughs> Oh my god. This is such a meta meta joke because the start of it hasn't even come out yet. I know. <laughs> that's okay. That's that's like exactly what we did in the final episode anyway cuz my solo episode at the time we recorded this is not out. So half of our team couldn't even know what we did unless they went and listened to the recording in the, the Google Drive. So. What the fuck about a corgi? Yeah, yeah. about a corgi. And... I love that that is a legitimate thing to ask. Yeah, Nick and I had no, well, neither Nick nor I and nor Roger had listened to anyone else's like episodes. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here being like, what's this about being drugged and something about a corgi and there's a tongue and like, (laughs) yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) Why is rapid Falcon dad? Yeah. Why is rapid? Well, that one just makes sense. He's everyone's dad. Well, not anymore. Well, not anymore. Past tense, but he was everyone's dad. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I, for one, think he could be alive still. Oh. Yeah, he only has a giant hole blown yeah. through him. Well, no, 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 no. He can't be alive because he's our Uncle Ben. 
Mm, Uncle Deacon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is this a Schrodinger's the, fridge paradox going on right now? The rapid Maybe. Bang? Before, uh, before Uncle Deacon died, he told me, um, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my conspiracy theory. I think... That the guy, the the Rapid Falcon that Remix handed uh, Buzz Ness off to was not actually Rapid Falcon. Mm. That if Quasi can shapeshift, other people can shapeshift. Mm. Oh. He, he was a Zarel the whole time. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we the, don't The Zarel are canonical. That's that's my conspiracy theory. That's like, <laughs> that's like Marvel Comics whenever they introduce the Skrulls. It's like suddenly... Everyone is secretly a scrawl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, Rapid okay. Falcon has been frequently leaving, so mm, who knows that what's is going on. true. Mm. Where was he for these two weeks? Do we know? I didn't listen to the other episodes. Unquestioningly, <laughs> he was going to find some stuff out. I don't know. <laughs> or so he's he like, says. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go do stuff. She's like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Finally, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have a house to, go... to myself. I'm going to go ignore my dinosaur for two weeks. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I had no say in that. <laughs> oh, I man. have said that it has been minimal sightings of Falcon Girl. So presumably there have been some, but not enough that are noteworthy for a comics Neglect. issue. Yes. If, if you're cold, he's cold. Let him in. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he cold-blooded? Means we need to keep him. Inside. No, in fact, dinosaurs were warm-blooded. Get your science right, Cliff. Oh shit. Oh fuck. <laughs> Nick knows everything about space and dinosaurs. I was the stereotypical like boy. <laughs> I was Nick, a huge space and dinosaur. <laughs> Did you like trucks? That's the other boy thing. No, I wasn't as big into. I had like toy mm. trucks, but I wasn't big into trucks. Okay, I was, it was the dinosaur space kid. It was dinosaur yeah. and uh-huh. space. Space. I, mean, I, I was, got to go to space camp. I was like in Jealous. Egypt, Greek Twice. mythology, <laughs> and like magic kid not like magic the gathering but like dragons and shit you were gonna win like ultimate nerd points if you were like i was into magic the gathering at five years old (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know if magic was out then but (laughs) i mean magic is like hella old so is it yeah Yeah. wasn't there something called like mystic that like predated it if i remember correctly i'm like digging deep into the wells of my like elementary school brain uh my name's nick yurisiva um actually this game came um, first actually <laughs> <laughs> i could be making yeah. that up but i almost i'm almost certain there's yeah. i don't know if it was related or not to magic mm. okay. uh, but you know what was magical this first season of the show this has been absolutely such a fun ride and i'm so happy i've had you knuckleheads along with it like all of your characters have been such beautiful disasters <laughs> they are i set out specifically to make a beautiful disaster so 
Well, well it was Nick, pretty... you're su- you succeeded. You're uncanceled for once. I'm uncanceled <laughs> for hey, once. Oh, thank God. I will cherish this you. moment. <laughs> I'll cherish this moment until the internet comes from my head again. <laughs> yeah, so, and by the so, internet, you mean your very close friends. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Your friends who actually like you, but pretend they don't online. Yeah. You're saying the quiet part out loud, Roger. You're breaking the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you're breaking. Oh, no one up. listens to this anyway. <laughs> True. Yeah, this is just our, hey, we need more time to get this season ready. Let's talk about shit for an hour and go home. <laughs> Um, well, I don't know if you have any questions, but I think that that might be an okay segue to talk about our characters, since we sort of, Nick briefly mentioned that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, why don't we go ahead and, like, what kind of things, uh, inspired the characters that, uh, you've created for this, uh, little slice of comic book? Jurassic Park. Shocked. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? Shocked. Oh, shocked. I thought you said The Rock. And I was like, I was like, Royale was based on The Rock? I I can see the references to Dwayne Johnson very easily. Can you smell what Royale is cooking? Um, I mean, I guess Nick, if you have nothing more to say than Jurassic Park, I can get into it. I was just always a big dinosaur nerd, and Jurassic Park is like my all-time favorite movie. Um, So, (laughs) dinosaur man. Well, Nick really badly wanted to play the transformed in Fable Super. That's true. Um, Chelsea, but Chelsea Chelsea already taken that. Yeah. (laughs) So you're transformed now, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, so I think that, that I'm doing was like my it. own little like spin on it though, because like transformed like heavily implies that you are a human that was like turned into something, and I'm like, no, I'm just a dinosaur that's like slowly You're just gaining a dino man. Yeah, I'm slowly gaining more human like traits, um, but I'm a cloned dinosaur from the start, um, which but like functionally it's the transformed playbook, uh, which was just my fun fun spin on it but yeah i know just being a big dinosaur nerd and um being a big fan of jurassic park and making chelsea want to draw a dinosaur (laughs) (laughs) yeah and now it's not even just one dinosaur it's lots of dinosaurs you're welcome now he can like take on the traits of all different kinds of dinosaurs so just when you got i guess i gotta make more style sheets for you I gave I'm, you a dinosaur too. Just when you thought it was safe. <laughs> yeah, like the here's the fun thing about this, like getting going through and into the uh, you know Nick's solo episode. I was kind of stuck for a while, thinking Quasi's in a very toddler sense state right now, as far as like understanding within the world what kind of shit can I get up to with this? And also why would this researcher just like have such an attachment that I've given to quasi mm-hmm. like, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't they have that same attachment to claw? Right. And or tooth. Yeah. To, to tooth. Yeah. Correct. Quasi is claw. There's um, too many, there's too many characters and we haven't even introduced claw. half of them. That claw. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, and Cliff, that like blew me the fuck away. I was not expecting that, um, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, while I was out working earlier in the day, I thought. So basically, uh, you're. This isn't a spoiler at this point for listeners. Uh, some of the people in this call will not uh, know this yet. I mentioned it during but, this uh, during the finale episode in passing. Yeah, so. Quasi, like he mentioned, is a mixture of different dinosaur DNA. And, uh, you know, I had in there, it's like, okay, so what's going to lead to Miss Terry being, you know, so affectionate towards Quasi? Well, she could view him like a child. Well, that wouldn't be enough to, like, put her life at risk, I don't think. Okay, they refer to Claw and Tooth as brothers. Are they related? They're not genetically related by the types of creatures they are. Well, what if they were brothers? Well, here's the thing. Nick isn't... Nick isn't, you know, big on the idea of Quasi actually being a transformed human. And I'm a fan of my players. I don't want to go against... You know, that idea of it, but I need some sort of attachment there. So I ended up working out that, like, okay, Quasi's not her son, but it's got a piece of her son. What makes sense? And it just kind of worked out to where I was like, so she had a son. Dr. Uh, Dr. Sloth was like, hey, come work for me in my genetics program. You're a good geneticist yourself. I have resources. We can find a cure for your kid, and you just create monsters for me. Which, you know, a normal person would just kind of be like, no, I'm not going to work for you, but this person's offering a chance to save her son's life. Her, her son happened to be, you know, super intelligent. That was their superpower, but they were sick. And they found a cure, but it wasn't until after the kid was, uh, the kid had passed away. Now, did uh, Dr. Sloth know of the cure beforehand? Who knows? We could explore that in the future. We play to find out. But what we did find out, uh, the kid's genetic sequencing for his uh, mind was you what was used after using just an average intelligence person for tooth. Mm-hmm. So, and I was, I was a big fan of that idea, and I'm glad that you liked it as much as you did, Nick. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense, because one of the themes I wanted to play with with Quasi was um, I liked the idea of having Quasi subvert expectations almost constantly. Um, Like the idea that like most people might assume that he was a human that like got transformed into a dinosaur man. Um, and then also like most people might assume regardless of his origin that he is a child. He's not very smart, um, but he is even at the beginning of the game. I was playing quasi as not dumb, but just lacking an understanding of the world and lacking a grasp of language that he didn't seem intelligent. And then as he learns more about the world um, he can put what he's observing into like better into context. And then he grasps, he has a better understanding of language to convey it. 
Um, and he's also actually getting smarter. Um, so every episode I was trying to just step by step convey quasi a little bit smarter, a little bit smarter. Um, cause I like the idea that like, he's not the mascot. He's not, I mean, he is the mascot, like functionally, <laughs> but, uh, he's not the pet. He's not an animal. He's an actual intelligent sentient being. Um, and it only gets more obvious of that the further we go, um, because the characters get to know him more and he's actually getting smarter and understanding the world around him better um, at an alarming rate. And now he also understands blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> he might have his own TikTok by now. Who knows? <laughs> Not if Remix has anything to say about it. <laughs> Competition. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But speaking of, <laughs> let's hop over to Remix. Let's talk about Gerald a little bit. Like Gerald. What, what, uh, what were some of the things that inspired you? What drew you to the uh, the Star Playbook? Um, I think one of the things that I kind of wanted to do with this character that's a little bit different from, I guess, other characters that I've kind of done, um, whether it be on this podcast or otherwise, I don't really have, like, a lot of... I feel like very obnoxious characters that I play. And so I kind of wanted to have a character that's kind of obnoxious. Um, and I think one of the, one of the inspirations that's is that's for this character is, um, is soldier boy. And, um, so I, I think of like soldier boy, um, a little bit in that if he, uh, maybe, I was slightly more mature <laughs> um, because I think Soldier Boy has just been permanently like 15 years old. Um, but um, that's one of the like initial kinds of inspirations, I think. And then also, um, I think in a very clear kind of comparison as well, I think uh, Lucio from Overwatch um, kind of taking a little bit of that character. Um, but then also, um, I think, taking in this um, uh, probably, like, slightly older teenager kind of uh, storyline that I think that I haven't gotten to do um, in a way. Like, I think the most similar character age-wise um, I played in the... Um, Visigoths, small goths game, but very different character. Um, so, you know, just kind of having some more things to kind of play with as like a, um, you know, teenager, young adult kind of character. Um, so, yeah, and I think actually the solo episode, I think, revealed probably more about what I wanted to do with um, Remix. And so I'm kind of looking forward to um, exploring that a little bit more, I think, with future episodes. Yeah, I really, for everybody, I really like doing the solo episodes. I feel like they got to shine bits of the characters' personalities a lot more than, uh, you know, just the whole ensemble thing is. Not that there's like, not that I don't like doing the ensemble sessions. I do. I like them a lot. But 
and that kind of but it kind of goes into the formatting of this which i'll talk a little bit more later but like we're all kind of busy adults and you know we can't always just uh meet together for these chonky episodes like we just recorded now that like i'm normally would be tempted to chop into two episodes but we're having 12 seasons in the 12 episodes in a season gosh darn it (laughs) Uh, but yeah it got to like explore a lot more about the uh individual characters personalities and like who they are and who they view themselves as over like who they want to show themselves as in front of the rest of their team and i think there's you know a lot of opportunities there for you know now that we've had this kind of like come to the team meeting uh we might actually you know get more opportunities to see those you know extra vulnerable moments um and speaking of someone who had like a pretty vulnerable moment today uh royale what uh what kind of led into uh the concept for your character um, so I feel like mine's sort of embarrassing and not very well thought out. <laughs> We're throwing um, the manila so- folder of your backstory on the table now and making you talk about it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, so so notably, um, I my experience with comics is one comic. I read almost exclusively Spider-Man growing up. Um... So when I made Royale's backstory, um, I know you guys were all like, oh, so she's Wolverine. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Is she? <laughs> <laughs> um, but really what sort of um, made me come up with her whole like aesthetic and everything is because uh, that's usually where I start. Um, I wanted to do somebody who was based on a playing card because I was just like shuffling cards is something I do and I'm anxious and um, I I dropped a, a jack out of out of the deck, and I was looking at it, and it was like, "What are the jacks even for? Who are these even supposed to be? Like, who cares about the jacks?" <laughs> and that sort of warped into, "Okay, so I'm this like, you know, no one cares about me. I have to protect myself. Da 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 da. Like, that's the character." <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I I love that. Like, just those when kind you of said like it wasn't moments. thought out. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like, I love like the unexpected places for uh, for character inspirations like that. That's uh, yeah, that's a super cool way to figure out you know who you want this character to start being, and then obviously playing to find out who they become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just happy that she's finding a place with the team, and I'm sorry she's an awful raging bitch that's like one of the three characters i know how to play so you... <laughs> and you used up all the other ones on fable season uh, yeah so uh, the, the, it was it was time and you i knew fiona was gonna play it <laughs> i will also say that we did intend for our characters to have beef when we created them that's very I true just wanna, i just want to announce that for yeah people. <laughs> yeah and so, I, I i really like the the conflict between our characters especially remix and rael in particular <laughs> i don't know about you guys quasi gets along with everyone <laughs> 
Everybody loves Quasi. Quasi's just a sweet, sensitive little Velasa boy. <laughs> no one asked you, Quasi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of somebody who people should be asking, are they okay? <laughs> Falcon Girl. Uh, yeah. Yeah, tell us uh, about how you came up with your character idea and uh, how I completely kind of <laughs> threw a wrench into all of that. No, no, no. no. That was awesome. Um, Cliff said something really funny to me before we started recording. It was like, oh, this season was about falcon girl's trauma and i'm like you mean this season was about you giving falcon girl trauma? <laughs> did he fucking stutter <laughs> potato potato trauma trauma um but yeah so when we started playing uh fables super and i was sort of going through the book protege was the um, was the class that always sort of jumped out to me as the, like, oh, I'd really like to to do that. Um, so when Cliff came up with this idea and asked me to be on it, I was like, if no one else wants to, I'll do the protege. Um, and there was a lot of just like reverse engineering a character from there. Um, we sort of knew I wanted to be the protege. Um, we kind of got like, we were kind of like, oh, it should be someone like not super important from the, from, you know, Fable Super. Um, I didn't want it to be like, you know, one of the player characters or anything. So I'm like, ah, Rapid Falcon, why not? Like I mentioned, this was not a character I had put any thought into. I think I pulled the name off of a list of like randomly generated names um, for our uh, episode two, I think it was. And I was like, sure, why not? We'll like flush him out and, you know, do all that. Um, and then uh, and then the personality came because everyone else sort of had a personality to begin with. Like Roger was like, oh, I want to do like a really like funny kind of like, you know, like um, loud, brash sort of character. And Nick was being a dinosaur and Chelsea sort of had the idea for Royale. Um, so I was like, OK, so I'll kind of make her like... Um, like kind of like a little awkward and neurotic then. <laughs> sort of making like the most serious character in the bunch to kind of like um even things out a bit uh but her neuroticism i think makes her sort of goofy and you know with all my characters i try really hard to not make them ravenous um so i didn't want her to be like super quiet and like stoic so i made her just like her neuroticism very out in the open and her be very nervous about everything all the time and like oh my god i'm fucking up constantly um so yeah that was sort of the process with creating falcon girl the wings were just because i thought it was cool like you know that was, that was part of picking rapid falcon too is i'm like Oh, he has wings. That sounds neat. Uh -huh. My my other favorite a... thing to draw. <laughs> <laughs> we had a month of discussion about whether Falcon Girl was going to have real or robotic wings, or if Rapid Falcon had like had real or robotic wings too. Yeah, yeah, we went back and forth on that so many times. I could not decide, um, but I think that we decided that Rapid Falcon's wings are mechanical. And even though they're, like, related to one another, like, biologically, um, Falcon Girl's wings are, like, biological. Um, I think that, that was the final decision we came up with. So she can't, like, get rid of her wings, but Rapid Falcon can, like, it's like a mechanical thing he takes off. 
Well, now he doesn't have to worry about getting rid of his wings. Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, this, <laughs> this is just karma for letting letting my super dad die last season or er, in super. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just was like, so. Let's t- let's before we jump into like the season finale itself. Let's talk about just the formatting in general. Now I know when I pitched this, you know, it was like the whole idea of like, well, not everybody has to be in every episode, and you know, give it a little bit of like uniqueness. And also, we are all adults who have nightmare schedules for the most part uh, when it comes to trying to get anything recorded together uh what did you all feel like when uh when i pitched the kind of formatting for the show and like how do you feel now that we've got a season of it under our belt um as being someone who habitually overextends myself i was stoked (laughs) 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 uh no um it it was definitely a uh, uh a departure from like the usual actual play format but I, but I was excited to give it a shot, especially because it, it leans into the like comic book format, um, mm-hmm. which like just is perfect for a masks campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you had a really like clever idea with how you're going to do it. Um, I think that originally you were talking about having more players and we decided to sort of like narrow it down to a smaller group so that it wasn't so that it was a little bit less like West March's style and um a little bit more like here's our like core group that we're going to like you know follow all the way through um yeah, and i that was definitely the correct decision yeah yeah it's just uh, yeah with actual plays it's just that sort of thing is just like so hard um not that i wouldn't love to have like a million people that i like go on this like superhero adventure with um but yeah, I, I was really happy with how this came out. I think I, I remember mentioning to Tom, um, who is usually, well, he was involved with the conversation, but he's not, you know, involved with the show beyond that, just, you know, being part of Project Derailed. And it was after the first session, and I came out of the office where we record, and he was, you know, sitting in our living room, and he was like, oh, how did it go? And I was like, Tom, it's so good. <laughs> like, we're going to have, like, such a good time. Like, Cliff is, like, such a good GM and, like, really nailed that style and, like, set things up so well. So I've been so happy with this season and seeing how everyone's characters evolve and, like, also um, seeing how Cliff tells a, you know, a mask story, which I had just come off of spending a lot of time doing. Yeah, uh, my, and here's the fun part of this. Like, I, had, when we were doing Fable Super, I had just come off of, uh, like, uh, being part of a two and a half year long mask campaign. So you'd think I'd be mm-hmm. kind of tired of masks, but I'm not, <laughs> not at all. And so it was nice to be in the, in the uh, seat of a player. But just while we were going through and playing within the world of Fable Super, I'm just like, there's so much here to explore and like so much there that's, you know, the the setting itself, but not just not from my point of like what the game provides, but what we built in that, I felt like, you know, 
give it time to let that next next generation come in there's you know so many ready-made stories with that let alone like what everybody has in their backstories and i feel like not that not at all saying that there was anything bad about fable super i had so much fun with it but the one problem just by the nature of fables is when you have a game that has like so much content just based in what you create with the characters like you and i mean you said this during the retrospective itself i went back and listened to it and the whole season recently just to reacquaint myself with it to make sure i'm kind of not only sticking true to like my vision of where this game is going but remembering where it came from and to nail your daniel impression yeah, oh, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. But like, I also wanted to just kind of like, you know, I noticed that you said it too. It's like there was just so much there that you could have done two or three different seasons with all the stuff there. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like you know, just from what you guys created in your characters as well, I don't even need to necessarily pull things from the world to create plot hooks like i basically there's stuff there that i can pull from but like i mainly wanted to use like this connection to that group with what we did with like you know eclipse kind of being like this first big bad guy like and like kind of benchmark being like that introductory person i just kind of wanted to like create those ties to that world to give a nod to like all the effort that we put in building fable super Mm -hmm. and to give it like that anchor point to go from but like those aren't the main things like we barely kind of touched on a lot of the stuff that was going on like i'm just kind of going like for a lot of that stuff that's to me that's like a broad strokes overall like good introductory set piece but there's going to be a lot of other things to focus on plus you know i i wanted an excuse to be able to you know revisit some characters that were you know important like you know reason like hey yeah there's alien shapeshifters out there who may or may not still have a grudge and now it's your problem because the last generation made it a problem and Mm-hmm. that's another thing that I kind of like wanted to focus on with this. It's like we touched on it a bit in super, but like what is like a hero's place in the world given like the status quo or like policing and everything. Like I really wanted to try and like shine a light on like what is justice with super powered heroes and why do people get into this line? Like, like what drives people to be a hero? What drives people to stay a hero? Especially when there's like politics and shady stuff going on, even on the side that's supposed to be good. And, you know, is there virtue to be truly found in the side of bad? And that's kind of like the kind of guiding forces that, that take me as far as like when I'm coming up with the ideas for this like what honors where we've been 
what allows freedom for you guys to explore and where is virtue in the dark and where is shade in the light and i think it's made some pretty fun listening so far mhm 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 it's been some pretty fun playing as well yeah yeah so ah uh, I'm just, I was thinking of a question and I kind of blanked on it. So we'll go with this. Uh, So what do you think is going to be important for your characters going forward into season two? Now what we've kind of like wrapped up season one, like uh, given like everything that you all have kind of experienced so far, uh, what are things that are important to your characters now? I don't think I can answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, not an easy question. Yeah. I mean, I've got uh, a family out there, apparently, that I need to be concerned about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, Falcon Girl, we're going to have to wait till season two to answer that question. Mm -hmm. That's fair. And also, you know, you and I will have to have a conversation after this that isn't just you beating me up (laughs) yeah after i beat you up we'll like talk about it but uh, i think i i have something i think for for remix i think that's something that's that's important for him i think is um realizing that he does like being in a team i think his like a mini arc this season, I suppose, is uh, kind of finding every reason to not be in the team and thinking that he doesn't need the team. And then when things kind of go a little bit sideways in his solo episode, I think it really kind of wakes him up to how this is, one, he misses these people. Two, it's also just like helpful to have people around you. Um and feeling, I guess, supported, um, even though they might piss you off, um, in the same way that his family does too. And so I think that that's one of the kind of interesting things that he kind of took away from that experience, I think. So I think something, I don't know, probably corny, but something that's important to him is preserving the team, I think, moving forward, um, you know, well, of course, he also needs to give people just the right level of shit. But... <laughs> Always. Of course. But, aw, I, I want us to be a team, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have favorite moments from all of you little uh, little gremlins. But uh, what were some of your favorite moments from this first season? That uh, At least that you've gotten to hear so far. I know some of you still haven't heard all of the... Uh, episodes considering they're not all out yet at this as of this recording favorite moments does does it have to be of ourselves or can it be of, of no, it each can other just, it can be of each other absolutely um i know something that i really love as we've been playing and listening back uh 
I, I love how Woody remixes all of the time. <laughs> there, there's something about just like it, it's it's charming what what an obnoxious little asshole he is sometimes. <laughs> oh no! Uh, that's that's just something that always makes me laugh out loud, even though you know I get to hear it in real time, and then going back and hearing it again, it's just like it's it's still good. <laughs> the jokes always hold up. <laughs> Uh, nice. I think I have to say, like, one of my favorite moments still is, I think it was still the first, the very first episode, Royale just taking the TV and dropping it out the window. (laughs) (laughs) That was just so, like, no moment, like, up to that point had illustrated exactly who Royale was as a person. (laughs) better than that moment. <laughs> gosh it, you, you gotta think... tell the, the story through images you know yeah. it's a comic <laughs> yeah you could just yeah. see the comic panels of it but it was like so shocking too when it happened and it's like <laughs> i love this this is great <laughs> i think that like i mean it's something i always love is remix and quasi teaming up even though i sort of put the kibosh on that in uh this last episode i think rightfully so um, in the last episode oh yeah it was yeah. needed i think yeah i, I think it was yeah. seen with uh royale anyway so it worked out perfect uh, yeah. yeah, but I think that that first episode where they like go to the club and like they do the live stream bit that sort of became recurring throughout and then like Quasi comes back with like fucking glow necklaces and a chicken bucket on his head the next yeah. day. <laughs> it's still like such a such a funny moment to me and really like sort of summed up the difference um, to me between like the tone that we were setting in this one and you know and what we set in uh in super yeah um because everyone is so much more restrained in that and we sort of like we're like oh they're like kids but they really are like working really hard and they're going to school and stuff and this one's like nope they're going to a club and fucking around or you know the (laughs) part that actually the first time i like the part that i always think of um is uh remix uh saying he's like he's there at the mission but he's in the uber on the way there i i still think that was like the funniest entrance ever <laughs> yeah i was like position. i know exactly who this guy is i was like this guy is telling you he's right there and he's not mm, there I'm in position. <laughs> and he's gonna gaslight the fuck out of you yeah and i think that's that's one of my favorite things about like that's just encapsulating like I don't know if it's the growth of remix but like just the change in like mentality of uh, you know shifting from like using the Ubers or Lyfts and like in the solo issue wanting to like take one of the little like Lyft scooters instead mm-hmm <laughs> It's just like getting away from that mentality. Like, you know, maybe these are not great. I should avoid them. And it was a great instinct that honestly, for the concept of the episode that I had, threw me entirely. <laughs> like, I don't know if it came through at all, but I was rattled for a second. I'm like, <laughs> it's like the whole well, shit, thing. What? The whole thing is predicated on remix taking ride sharing. And he's not taking a ride share. Fuck, fuck, fuck. What do I do? <laughs> no, I think I think you recovered well. 
Yeah, it yeah, ended I up think... being a very fun episode, and I'm looking forward yeah. to everyone getting to hear it. Yeah, I liked I liked it a lot. I think um, probably my favorite moment was just. Um, I think I also really like the quasi and um, remix dynamic a lot. And I think the um, backstage antics at the concert, I think I really liked that whole sequence. And then I think everything leading up to it, too, I think with the fight and everything, I think that that was just really a fun sequence, I think, to um, play and, and, and listen back to. So... I really liked all of that. One of the things I really love about like the quasi and uh, remix kind of dynamic is like it started out with like remix basically being like, I'm just going to farm this dinosaur for content <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because like who else has 1000 yeah, who else has access to a fucking velociraptor. Um, and but the and like Roger, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like I think just work being like that, like interacting that closely with Quasi, kind of like clued Remix into there was more going on with Quasi than I think the others realized. Um, mm-hmm. Like I kind of got the vibe that like Remix picked up on that sooner than others, uh, mm-hmm. but I I really like that that was like kind of how that was like starting to get conveyed was that like well qu- there's more to Quasi than like it seems. Uh, yeah for sure yeah so but like because i think just a like remix definitely wanted to like mock i think um for a little bit i think with quasi where i think he he didn't understand like the sarcasm of things yeah but i think after a while i think it was very i think like remix's standard response of sarcasm was actually fairly earnest i think in a lot of his conversations mm-hmm. with quasi anytime he had a, like a misunderstanding on something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which that was like part of like the bit i was constantly doing is like mm-hmm. whatever i can mm-hmm. misunderstand i'm going to misunderstand it uh because mm-hmm. comedy <laughs> right uh, so many great bits now i think Kitty might stab me if I don't at least address this. Uh, there's a little bit of a spark there between uh, Remix and Falcon Girl there towards the, <laughs> the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> the ship set in a sail. Yeah. So, so funny thing I've had written in my notes, actually. Um, because I have had a million conditions, as I'm sure that our listeners might have noticed. I constantly have a lot for um, weird reasons. But um, one thing I was sort of thinking to clear, um, I think it was hopeless. Yeah, that's like throw yourself into easy relief or whatever, um, was that she was going to try to kiss Remix. (laughs) I was sitting there. Just holding myself back oh. that entire scene from just going, now no kiss. kiss. I know. No, it was like it was like too public, though. I think she would have tried to if it was like she was able to pull him into like a bathroom or something. Um, but yeah, she's uh yeah, there might be there might be something there for a remix. Um I, I, since, you know, we're addressing it, that was something I, I was thinking about when we were, uh, like first, 
Ooh, just punched my headphones. Yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was some. That was something I was uh, thinking about when we were first, you know, like creating our characters and talking about them with one another. Like, I'm like, I think that she would be attracted to this sort of like, you know, big personality. He acts like he doesn't give a shit about stuff sometimes. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and I also thought it'd be really cute since um, since the thing with uh, Royale, I thought that'd be neat. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, just you got to find what different ways to create tension because uh, I felt like there was that uh, a little bit of that similar tension at the uh, during the rave episodes. Oh yeah, maybe gotta get those love triangles going and uh, leave <laughs> Quasi out of it. <laughs> Quasi's gonna be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> as he what keeps watching love? those, <laughs> as he keeps watching those like TikTok therapists, like That's... he'll be like, "Guys." This is not the I, way to do this. I imagine it's going to be like the, the dog talking videos. of just like, you're just getting more and more abstract as things kind of go. Just like, what is love? <laughs> yep. That's, that's uh, entirely Quasi's uh, season two arc. <laughs> he just becomes Velociraptor. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, I think that was something that I also kind of um, when making my character and everything, I think I I didn't I don't literally have a note on my sheet, but I do remember as I was creating my character, I was like, I think Remix is going to have a crush on Falcon Girl, um, which is going to be kind of um I've, I did it a couple of times throughout season one where I will just kind of like say something um, and then immediately brush it off. I think the first episode, I think I call Falcon Girl Baby um, and just like ig- immediately ignore it um, <laughs> almost immediately after saying it. And then I call uh, Rapid Falcon Dad at the end. Um, just like little things like that. And so... Um, yeah, so I, I kind of did that a little bit with um, with him that he'll just kind of say something in the middle of like a lot of other words uh, that kind of just reveals how he actually feels about something, but he will not address it. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's something that I kind of wanted to do um, pretty early on. And then, um, yeah, I think also just kind of um, touching on, I think, him just uh, that's one of the things that i think initially kind of had him attached to the group where i was like he has to have like a reason if he doesn't really want to be on this team you know if he doesn't really view this team as important then the thing that kind of makes him want to be on this team is because well at least like i kind of get to be next to this person that i I think is really cool um and i really want to impress and that kind of thing and so i think that that's really one of the initial kind of motivators for him other than the fact that he can just show off for his fans and that kind of thing um so i think that that's one of his main motivators i think at the start Mm. Speaking of Kitty too, I am, I am interested. I did notice that um, Asbel was conspicuously missing. Well, mm. that's uh, that goes back to the whole uh, backstory thing as well. Um, I mean, it's not a secret. It's out there in the retrospective for uh, Fable Super. Um, 
Asbel's current location is, uh, specific location is unknown, but uh, Asbel had made themselves uh, enter into the demiplane where the Galaxy Eater was to try Mm -hmm. and keep it from attacking everyone. And uh, that may or may not be the impetus for... uh, for Ezra to go full heel. Ooh. And uh, they may or may not have left a letter for Jack saying, you know, don't let Ezra do something that he'll regret. And and then Asbel leaving for Ezra, don't do something that you'll regret because I'm gone. Ooh. And Spacey. now here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And here we Clearly, are. Clearly everything is great. <laughs> and all of our characters are like, who are these people? Wow, <laughs> who lots are of you? Baggage. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, is this going to be us? <laughs> initially, I, I was actually initially not planning on uh, on a uh, Straw being there. Uh, I was surprised he was, was there, just, actually. Yeah, initially it was just going to be Juno, Jack, and Ezra who were uh, there doing the Spider-Man point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was I like... Love... Just like, in for a penny, in for a pound. Fuck it, let's bring Straw in. Yeah. Let's like, it's the end of season one. I don't intend for things to be including all of these characters for too long because I don't want this to be about them, but I want to get my fan service. <laughs> there you go. Gotta have Asbel as our Donna Troy slash Tara slash a lot of people <laughs> in our Teen Titans story. The true intergalactic fridging. That's the impetus. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, do any of y'all have any kind of questions about uh, the season or any other things that you want to talk about over the over the course of it? Yeah, Cliff, I have a question. Oh, how could you go right ahead? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I, have, I have a question for you. Who gave you the right? <laughs> Uh, Nick, Fiona, Chelsea, and Tom when they greenlit this. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Shit, he's right. Uh, also, I only have one speed, and it's Twist Knife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hurts so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very well done. <laughs> yeah, no, this is really excellent, Cliff. Um, I'm glad you all had fun. Yeah, I have a question. Ooh, yes. Um, so I'm thinking back to how you we had a, a solely quasi and um, Falcon Girl episode this season. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any other like pairings or groupings that you think would be incredibly interesting for a not like a solo session, but like a duo? I think that all of you would be, you know, and any combination of you would be interesting. Like. I love the idea of just a team smash romp through a pile of bad guy robots or something like that. Uh, I think that 
you know, team antagonizing each other while <laughs> villains just like, hey, I'm over here. Uh, I think, you know, Falcon Punch would be a great te- duo. Uh, and, you know, and the Music Bird would be a great one as well. Like the, any Music combination bird. of you all. <laughs> Listen, I'm not Kitty. I'm not great at ship names off the top of my head. <laughs> Kitty, but, please give us your ship names. <laughs> but like, I think any combination of two or three of you would be, you know, absolutely worth going on. It just so happened that the idea I had at the time was... You know, uh, Quasi needs to go get a checkup. Uh-huh. And things just, the way things went, it was just, uh, things kind of went sideways and they didn't. They might have learned about Quasi's multiple strains of DNA in his history even sooner if things hadn't, you know, gone the way they did. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, there's any number of combination that I think it would be equally entertaining or even getting to revisit the uh dino bird (laughs) (laughs) like there's there there will be other combinations it's oh yeah it basically came down to who was available and what made sense at the time for story progression right you know you all kind of came back together for the uh the rave but you know things were kind of on that edge of uh breaking so i thought well hell we've got five episodes left of the season i have two ideas right now for solo episodes let's just make a run of them yeah and i i think the solo episodes were were very 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 good since i Mm -hmm. i had the privilege to listen to all of them already (laughs) (laughs) i'm so excited to listen to all of them, especially remixes, because it sounds the most wild. And I am, I am so deeply curious about it from Can the snippets confirm. I've heard. Can there confirm. were so many times where I was like, is this too ridiculous to do in this episode? I'm going to do it. <laughs> the answer for your episode was no. It was not too ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, um, so I think we can maybe close up here if you all are, uh, don't have any more questions about how things went uh, with our uh, end of session stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for Passing. season two. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, remix. How are you feeling about the team right now? Um, I am. Uh, hmm. I definitely feel like I'm growing closer to the team, and I feel like. Um. I feel like Falcon Girl and Quasi both had like moments where they made me feel closer to the team, I think, especially with um, the conversation that we kind of had with with dad in his room um, <laughs> while, while we're just sitting here talking about kid stuff. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I feel like both of them kind of did um, over the course of that conversation um, in their own way. And actually, um, Royale did, too, as well. Um, so everybody had like a moment or two, I think, um, just making him feel supported. So. Yeah, well, um, mechanically, who do you think uh, made you feel the most? Um, probably... Probably Quasi, I guess. Yeah, I think Quasi's the first one that does something. So, um, I already have influence over Remix according to my sheet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means I get to shift your labels, correct? Yep, you get to shift Remix's labels. All right. I think Remix's. I think. Being friends with the dinosaur means that <laughs> Remix's freak goes up by one. And okay. um, I think his mundane goes down by one. Okay. Well, that is officially a dump stat. That is now a <laughs> negative two. <No. laughs> He's nothing but mundane. <laughs> like. As non-mundane as it gets. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am also going to mark a potential. And this is actually the first of a new round of marking potentials. Because at the end of last, my solo session, I actually completed it. And so I took a new move from my playbook. Show me a move. Show me a I now have stage fighting, which is a fun one. Neat. Awesome. And what does that one do for uh, folks at home? Uh, stage fighting is for when you directly engage a threat um, with an audience watching, you can choose to mark a condition and roll superior instead of danger on your uh, engage a threat roll. Nice. Which, of course, is very good for the star. Absolutely. Uh, Quasi, how are you feeling about the team? Yeah. Um, let's see. You can definitely make an argument for growing closer to the team because, you know, they're back. <laughs> <laughs> um... But I think I can make a better argument for growing into my own image of myself. And like, and this is like a continuation of like quasi solo outing. Um, Now that the team is back together, he gets an idea of what his place in that team is more, um, I think. And that combined with his, like, further understanding of the world around him and, like, the way the world works, Mm -hmm. um, I think his mundane is getting bumped up. Um, And I think his freak is getting bumped down one. Yeah. Yeah, that all absolutely makes sense. Uh, Royale, how are you feeling? Um, bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Could be better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think she's going to grow closer to the team, but um, she is sort of, um, you know, alarm that we lost fucking bird, bird dad. Mm. That's kind of not good, especially because she knows it will hurt uh, Amelia a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that makes her sad. <laughs> um, but also, like, this revelation that there's this other team she used to be on that she doesn't remember very well, and there's sort of the Im- implication that that team was bad. Uh, makes her being a part of this other team also scary (laughs) (laughs) um but she does feel closer to everybody which is like a complicated feeling for her um and like i think when we had our little like feelings powwow Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i think everybody really made her feel better about being there. Um, but if I had to give somebody influence, I guess it would be... <sighs> I guess it would have gone to Falcon Girl, because she was sort of the one who, like, talked to her like a like an adult. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very fair. Yeah, and she already has influence over me. Yep, that's what it looks like from uh, my notes. So, yeah, Falcon Girl, how do you see uh, how do you see Royale? Hmm. I think um. So I think we're going to move Danger down. Okay. And. Probably mundane. Or, no. So I think danger down. And savior up. Yes, ma'am. And uh, with that, will you be clearing a condition, gaining a potential? Uh, I am gaining a potential. Heck yeah. Yum, 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 potential. <laughs> and last but not least, sad girl, Falcon girl. Sad girl. She is a sad girl. Um so I was sort of thinking about it. I think I am going to move closer to the team. Mm-hmm. Um everyone had their moments. Um but I think that uh while so I think that, you know, um, Falcon Girl and Quasi already have an established relationship, so I don't think it would be Quasi. Um, but I think that the person who really sort of like turned the tides and like made Falcon Girl feel like, oh, this team can actually work was um, Royale when Royale chose to open up to the group. Um, so I'm going to give Royale influence over me. Aww. Yeah. Uh, at least from my notes, it looks like 
Uh, Royale is just getting that influence back, so no label shifting this time. If that yeah. Is, if that, uh... Yep, that tracks with my notes. Um, and then I'm also going to mark potential. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, as of this recording, uh, this is going to be out on the first week of September, uh, what you have uh, looking forward to you. Uh, third week is going to be our trailer for season two, and uh, we'll, we'll see you back with a full new season the first Wednesday of October. So, uh, woo! If everybody kind of wants to... We love you. We'll see you then. Uh, Everybody kind of give a quick shout out to uh, who you are. Let's start with uh, Sad Girl, Girl, Falcon Girl, Fiona. (laughs) Sad Girl, we have two Sad Sad Girls. Yeah, we have two Sad Girls here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, I am um, Fiona L.F. Kelly. I played Falcon Girl for you this season. Um, I am a uh, writer and also I do lots of podcasting things. Um, you can find me at uh, Fiona LF Kelly on social media. And uh, I am also on our other podcasts. Uh, I play Ravnus on Tales of the Void Fair, which is a Spelljammer inspired fifth edition actual play podcast. And um, I run and am also on a lot uh, Fables Around the Table, which uh, inspired this show in one of its seasons. And uh, each season we, for a couple episodes, play a different uh, tabletop RPG. And it's a lot of fun. And yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Nicholas. Yeah, uh, I'm Nick Yurisiva. If you're listening to the show, you probably already know who I am. Uh, (laughs) But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Yurisiva. That's U-R-O-S-E-V-A. And I am the Dungeon Master of Tales of the Voidfarer, the D&D 5e Spelljammer podcast that Fiona just mentioned. And I am also um, on Fables Around the Table every now and again. Um, And maybe in the future. Um. But yeah. No, we fired him. <laughs> I've been Never fired. Again. Uh, but yeah, uh, check out those things and all the other stuff we do at Project Derailed. And uh, if you're so inclined, support Project Derailed on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Project Derailed. Heck yeah. Uh, Chelsea? That's me. Uh, I'm Chelsea Rexinger. I'm sort of like the art director at Project Derailed. Um, I've done a lot of the promo art. If you're on Twitter, you can see all of the like individual episode art I've done for each episode of this podcast, and also usually for Fables Around the Table, too. Uh, if you like the stylings of, of me and Royale, uh, you can find me a lot on lots of different seasons of Fables as different characters, all of them just as awful. It's great. Um, <laughs> Um, And since we're tag-teaming Project Derailed Plugs, (laughs) uh, I would like to invite you to our Discord. You can find a link on the uh, website, and I think most of our Twitters have a link to it, too. Um, Come join our community. Uh, We hang out. We've got lots of chats for uh, all kinds of topics, uh, and we'd be very happy to have you there. Absolutely. 
Roger. Uh, I am Roger, and when I'm not playing this character on this podcast, I'm um, streaming usually on Twitch. Um, that's twitch.tv slash Mr. Roger, M-I-S-T-E-R-R-O-D-G-E-R. Um, and so I stream usually a pretty wide variety of video games over there. Right now, as I'm recording this, um, I'm playing Life is Strange True Colors, and I'm going to hopefully finish that game this week. Um, but also, you know, uh, playing uh, Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, uh, Fuser, uh, Planet Coaster... Lots of different games. So um, if you want to check out Stray, I should be doing that too. Um, by the time you hear this, I will probably have done it. So watch my VODs back on Twitch. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what I do most of the time. And then I just wait for one of these goobers here and derailed to ask me to be in another show. Speaking of which, it. I got to send you a DM. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. Oh, oh, <laughs> and also I am your GM and uh, editor of this podcast, Cliff. I am one half of the nerdcore hip hop duo 2D6 with Voidfarer's Luckbeak slash Flapwing slash Saker. And Saker. <laughs> uh, I do a lot of stuff. I'm constantly on Fable Seasons. I sound exasperated but that's just because i wish i had more time to be on more fable seasons <laughs> uh, at the time of this recording i may be on other project derailed shows i don't know exactly when this is going to fall but i'm pretty sure it won't be a spoiler to say that at this point uh, uh no and uh, i'm gonna go ahead and leave a little secret uh we've got a new theme for uh, season two of Cape Chronicles. Secret. Uh, and, you know, just to get a little sneak peek of the music you'll be hearing underneath the trailer, uh, you can go check out Superpowers, uh, written by Rand Balavia and Adam English, performed by Ukla the Mock. And so that is going to be our theme for season two. And, uh, so if you want to go give them some listens, that would be awesome. Uh, but I am available on Twitter at Cape Chronicles and at the Comic Sads, and too many other Twitters that I start and stop using. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but yeah, you can email the show at Cape Chronicles Podcast at gmail dot com, uh, or you can like. Chelsea mentioned, come to our Discord. Post in the Cape Chronicles general and spoiler discussion chats. And just come have fun with us. Come interact with us. I know you're out there. We've got a great amount of listens, and I just mentioned that on Twitter in real time at the point where we're recording this yesterday. So I know you're out there listening. Come say hi. Come have fun with us. <laughs> but on behalf of Project Derailed, I'm Cliff, and we'll see you in the next issue. Bye. 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 Love you. Thanks for listening.
projectderailed.com.